welcome back to the slackening. It's uh, been a while. I have been uh, slacking for a while with the podcast and such. And I've I spent an awful lot of time playing Factorio as of late, so I, I figured it was only just that I would actually do a episode about Factorio. I mean, I assume that most people who follow this podcast anyways, they are familiar with games in general. And uh, Factorio is a game. Oh yeah. So Liz. And it deals with uh, with crafting. Like the at a core, the game is very simple. I mean, the task that you're supposed to accomplish is very simple. To complete the game, all you really need to do is launch a rocket. That's simple enough. I mean, we're not rocket scientists, even though we've dabbled in the Kerbal Space Program, or we might have. However, with Factorio, there is quite a few things that you need to do to be able to launch a rocket. And quite a bit of research that you need to do. And at your humble beginnings, where you basically have a very rudimentary mining drill and a smelter, there's almost like a question mark there. But yeah, you have a you have a smelter, and that's what you start with. And then you have a hand pickaxe, and uh, that's that's how you start. You start crash landing on all planets, and you're supposed to launch this rockets. And uh, yeah, you don't actually have to leave, but uh, that's that's essentially how the game ends uh, spoilers i know but the game goes on after that so you have a possibility of playing co-op you have a possibility of playing single player and at this stage i gotta say it's almost like a meditative state that i enter when i play factorio it is one of the few games that I, I honestly can play for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on end without actually losing interest in the general game. However, and it's it's something I was thinking about a couple of days ago, that it does have a similar thing, um, like a not necessarily a mechanic, but... A lot of games have a red thread. If, if you're looking at story games, they usually have a red thread. You follow the story, you go from A to B to C to D and all the way throughout the alphabet until you finally get to the ending. And Factorio is actually one of those games where you don't have any of that. You don't have like a story in that sense. You have the story that you, you yourself sort of discover as you're, as you're playing along. And it's those instances, that time where the biters, which are your enemies, I mean, you can play with them or you can play without them. You can modify a lot of settings, but regardless, there there's alien life forms on the planet where you crash landed. And those will sort of consume some pollution and whatnot, because everything you do on the planet will, will pollute. So it's, um, it's just the way it is. Uh, well... I mean, just standing around won't pollute it, unless you count methane gas, but I don't actually think that that counts as pollution, but hey, in this game anyways. So, the red thread that you follow is just going through all of these points, like going from A to B and all that stuff, and, and the research in the same way does that whole thing. I, I've looked at, like, for instance, Seven Days to Die, it doesn't have a story. It's sort of a red thread that you sort of survive for as long as you can possibly do and, and you thrive for as long as you can. And and the same thing loops back into Factorio in that same sense. 
it's it's those times where the biters knocked out your power supply and and everything stopped uh you couldn't do anything if, if you had actually gotten that far that you've actually started using laser turrets and whatnot and that requires power if they knock out your power grid you're suddenly back to where you started more or less i mean you have a a, a dead hulk of a base that is now at the mercy of alien life forms will which will rampant through your factory and destroy it so in the, that sense you do actually have a story that you encounter yourself whether it be challenges early on when you're still new to the game where you oh you figure out how to automate something like oh well, that's kind of cool actually you no longer have to handcraft stuff and those moments are quite common early on later on it's more of those experiences of uh oh yeah we managed to actually produce this, this much stuff or we managed to repel the alien assault or whatever and whether you play alone or with people it's kind of a difficult task at least for me to be able to play together with other people simply because of the fact that it's it's so easy for me to almost lose track of what I'm doing and what should be done. I mean, it, it's in some ways kind of obvious what should be done because you can see what you need to produce and if that's being produced or not, and then discern, okay, where is the holdup in the system? Because usually most things chain on. So if you're not producing a certain thing, then you have to track back throughout the factory and see what's where where's the holdup or where's the choke point. Uh, are we not really producing enough steel? Well, that's going to have ramifications further down the line. This is not going to be built. This is not going to be built and so on and so on. And I remember the first time when I started playing it, I started playing it with, uh, with Gas, a good friend of mine. And it was confusing to me. Uh, it was it was really confusing to me. But I was also streaming at a time, so I did actually have a few people who dropped by and, and wanted to give me input and help. And and they realized I was I was totally fresh and and in in um, a simple gesture they wanted to 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 sort of help me i mean it's it's, it's one of those communities where we're quite often if you're if you're new there there's usually some people around who are very willing to help you out and teach you the ropes however factory is for me at least one of those games where i sort of need to do things myself and make my own mistakes to be able to realize how to proceed forward and I think that's one of the hurdles for a lot of people who are looking at Factorio and aren't entirely certain how to go about it. Uh, at the same time, I would, well, this this is this is me after I've I've sort of learned those hard lessons. I would almost say it's easier than than a lot of games in terms of learning it, because what you really need to do is is find out a do you actually like the glimmers of gameplay that you see or don't you and if you do then it's quite easy to push past that like that initial difficulty of actually understanding how things work and i i also gotta tip my hat to the game developers there there's very few game developers i've i've seen that are that active at pushing updates and fixing things and also being involved with the community. 
so it, it even if i even if i don't even know what they're they're fixing sometimes just reading one of their uh their their blog posts about like what they've recently changed or what they fixed are almost like philosophy in, in regards to game design it's really nice actually to be able to get a glimmer of how they're they're sort of coming about things how how they're actually thinking about things when when they're building the game and i i also think that there's um there's a lesson to be learned for a lot of budding game developers having that transparent communication with your with your audience is is uh really good it it builds uh rapport with with your audience as well and uh yeah i, I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of game developers should really do that because it means that if if they they screw up somewhere down the line there there is a there is a, a measure of goodwill there because they've they've shown in, in like previously that they they are capable of of doing the things that they're setting setting out to do and they're also good at communicating what they're what they're actually planning on doing now it's been an early access for i can't remember how long it's actually been an early access uh, it's been an early access for 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 a while now uh and it throughout the entire process it's it's been pretty much the same price and for me that was that was 20 bucks i paid 20 bucks for it and it's honestly one of those games where I, I feel like I certainly got my value. And it's still being developed. I mean, they're, they're still making changes. Currently, I'm playing on experimental builds. And even so, uh, the modding community is great. There's usually uh, the, there's usually a lot of possibilities there. But if you're if you're just starting out, it's it's a good idea to to simply play the game as is and then figure out stuff as you well understand more and more. And uh, going back to when I first started, it wasn't until I spent an awful lot of time by myself, uh, offline, without anyone else around, that I, I truly started to understand more and more of the game. And th there is plenty of game series, like uh, Let's Plays around the place, which uh, which sort of gives you a decent understanding of, of how things can be done. There's also uh, several great resources uh, I think there is uh, uh, factorioprints.com does have quite a few blueprints that you can check out, uh, whether it be uh, well, like basically a mall which builds everything that you need in the game that is in the game by like uh, in, in vanilla or um, whether it be something like, oh, I, I want to have a reactor that's optimized or I want to have balancers to make sure all the belts and the uh, whatnot that, that they actually have a good flow on every belt and whatnot so there, there there's so many things that I, I can dive into with this game but just remember that the 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 simple the simple thing is the path forward you're launching a spacecraft and you need parts to do that and you need to do research to get there so by hitting T uh, by default is the research tab. You can you can sort of scroll down or even search. So if you search for the end goal, you'll basically be 
presented with a list of things that you need to research to be able to get there. And at that point, you can start looking at, okay, so I need this, I need that. And uh, I actually don't think that there are that many... Um, I don't actually think that there's that many things that you need to research, in fact, to be able to uh, achieve it. Let's see. I'm uh, very well prepared, uh, as in I, I didn't actually uh, <laughs> look this up from before. Uh... Yeah, there, there's actually not that many things. I mean, th there there are some things that you need for sure uh, to be able to to build. Uh, the other things are are other things that you might not necessarily need to, to be able to complete the game, uh, whether it be uh, researching landfill, basically using stone to make ground so you can you can blot out water that you don't want around, uh, or it could be things like uh, certain turrets, or there could be things like uh, damage modifiers. If you're playing for the first time, I'd, I'd almost recommend playing without biters or even just playing the tutorial, just uh, just jumping in there. It ha does have a, a campaign to sort of teach you a few things. It is sort of limited in scope and it expands over time. So when I first played it, it, it wasn't, well, I wasn't that thrilled with it. I, I thought it was interesting to play, though. I did. Uh, it it, it does does sort of tell a, a story and you sort of learn a couple of things as you go along. The problem I had when I first played it was that it, in some cases, it did have uh, specific like things that it needed to be achieved and sometimes uh, what needed to be achieved wasn't properly conveyed. And that was one of the problems I had with the tutorial. However, I, I went through the entire campaign and I, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was, it was nice. it was, it was kind of nice. But as I said, basically, it, it, it did have some issues with conveying accurately what actually needed to be done to complete a task sometimes. Um, I remember there was one where you had to produce a certain amount of ammunition, I think it was, and a certain amount of research packs or science packs is what they're called. And what it didn't, well, what I didn't understand from this this whole line was that I needed to produce both at the same time at a certain level. So I basically produced, I got to a point where I was producing, I don't know, let's say 10 science packs per, per minute. And then once I achieved that, I thought that was done. And then I, I went back and ripped out everything and modified it so... I would actually be producing whatever iron plate or ammunition or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I soon realized I, I made a mistake, but hey, that's that's fine. It's fine. Nothing, nothing wrong about that. But what you start with is uh, what you start with is um, red and blue. No, red and blue, uh, red and green, of course. <laughs> And uh, those are the the two earliest ones. Of course, the the one you start off with with what's at the start is automation science pack, and you're most likely going to be handcrafting that for the start. And it needs two iron plates, 
and one copper. So what that means is that you need to get some iron ore and you need to smelt that. So essentially it's one iron ore and a bit of crafting time in a stone furnace and that produces one iron plate. So it's one to one. So basically you need two smelters to produce enough for one pack. Yeah, not that much of a hassle really. And then for the copper, same thing goes. One copper ore equals one copper plate. Again, smelting time and whatnot. But overproducing is, is not a bad thing. You, you always, well, you almost always want to be overproducing. But it, at least when it comes to these things that don't have additional byproducts of uh, crafting. Don't even get me started on oil. Oil was a nightmare for me when I started out. Well, we shall actually get back to that. So red science is, is uh, automation science, green logistics, gray military science, chemical science is blue, production science is purple, utility science is yellow, and space science is white. That is more or less the basics. And it's really daunting when you look at it for the first time. Like at first, you're you're sort of just milling around in the dark, and I, I think it took me about a hundred hours by myself just trying to figure out stuff. Now, if you have a friend that is uh, giving you time to experiment and uh, is just around for any quick questions, it's probably a shorter path to actually get there. But for me, it was really daunting because at first I saw, okay, automation science, I need copper plate and I need, uh, I need cogs. Like, okay, fair enough. You have all this research. I don't know where this leads, but like, remember your end goal is space science pack. That's how you win the game. And after that, you can still keep on playing and you can keep on expanding your factory and you can keep improving, uh, technology, whether it be, um, damage modifiers or how fast like the drones work or how much you actually get out of um, mining or whatever it is there there's plenty of, of research things that you can keep on going forever and research more and more and more up until where you need like millions of science packs but looping back into the whole red thread thing for me usually i'm quite content after playing for a while after launching the 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 missiles or the the satellites because that is basically you launch the satellite with the rockets and that's how you get the the space science pack so after after going through maybe like 200 300 400 uh rocket launches I'm, I'm usually quite content to just scrap the map and start over or take a break and find a different game to play so there's a couple of ways of moving things around. Quite early on, the only thing you really have is uh, inserters and belts. Well, actually, at the at the very very start, the only thing you have is a burner inserter. So it basically, is a uh, a robotic arm that is run off uh, fuel. So basically, whether it be trees or coal, you know, that's uh, you put it inside it, it burns it internally, and it moves stuff very slowly. And as you play the game, it will actually improve 
to the point where you're moving like hundreds of items per second or whatever. And uh, it just keeps on going from there. Quite early on, you're basically just moving one item very slowly. So you basically improve and improve and improve. But it's uh, it's it's kind of bizarre looking back at it now. If I actually check how much time I've actually spent on this game, I've, I've now spent uh, almost 1,200 hours for, for $20. That is uh, very good value. Very good value indeed. And I think the only one that comes close is is Seven Days to Die. It's uh, it's another one that I'm uh, probably going to be doing an episode about at some point in the future. More than likely. So, Factorio has been in development since 2012, and it launched into early access in 2016. I can't quite remember if it had a pre-launch before that, before it was on Steam. I, I I don't actually quite remember. But uh supposedly it's uh it's going into release now in September. Twenty fifth of September twenty twenty. We'll see if that is um actually gonna happen. Regardless, I, I would say that this game is fully playable. It is one of those games where which you can lose hundreds of hours in it if you enjoy the game a general gameplay loop because it's essentially a game about building and automation so at the start you're automating production of things so you can go around doing other things whether that be opening up new uh uh deposits well if 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 i'm just gonna walk through my my general start of any given game I, I spawn in, I look around, I find different uh, spots, I start mining a little bit of coal, and I usually get a, uh, a drill set up so it starts feeding itself with coal and, and usually like to um, burner inserters. They're basically picking up coal that I put on the band and put it into a chest. And then that puts it back on uh, a band or or directly back into the to the miner. So basically, the miner will just keep on filling this crate over time. So basically, it's a feedback loop. And there's more elegant designs as well, where you have uh, burning drills that basically feed into each other, sort of like uh, the one on the left feeds into the one on the right, and the one on the right feeds into the one like above, and then the one above feeds into the one to the left, and then to the Another one to the left and then one down. So basically it's just one giant circle. And in, in, in the end, the maximum will be, I think, 50. So basically they'll stop mining eventually. Because all six miners are filled up with uh, a total of 300 coal. So if you don't need coal, you just run by, pick it up, and so on and so on. And then usually I try and get power going uh, after, well, after I set up some, some mining uh, burner miners for for iron and for copper and for stone because early on you're going to need a lot of stone to be able to make a lot of smother or um, stone furnaces and once you have a well trickle of supplies in terms of iron plates and of copper you should want to make like the automation science which allows you to um, research 
But at this point, again, you need to have some power. So you need water pump and you need uh, a steam boiler and steam engines. And you just wire that shit up using some wood and some, uh, some I think it's copper, copper wire, I think it was. Or I'm just going to check. There is actually a decent wiki for all of this stuff. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, oh yeah, so it is, yes. So it's like two copper wire, uh, which is essentially one copper plate and one um, log or wood log that makes two small electrical poles. So then you need a lamp, set up the lamp, feed that with, with, uh, with the automation packs, uh, the research, the red research that you made. And then you research belts, you need research, um, what other things do you need? Uh, splitters, I actually think you have belts from the start. So yeah, automation so you can actually make stuff, uh, or, well, you don't actually have to make stuff. There's basically a machine that makes stuff for you. So it basically feeds stuff into the machine and that will produce things. And of course, these recipes have different things that are, they require to, to be able to be made. Uh, so let's see, can I find a electrical mining drill, for instance? Right, so electrical mining drill requires three electrical circuits, five iron gear wheels, and ten iron plates. That makes one electrical mining drill. The raw components of this is uh, 4.5 copper plate and 23 iron plates. Now, the iron plate is very basic. You can just feed that in for, directly from your smelters. The cogs, they basically have to need uh, need to be filtered into a, or uh, put into a uh, constructor or assembler. And you basically put a recipe in there. So it basically makes the wheels for you. Uh, I keep saying cogs, but I think that's actually a satisfactory term. Might actually be. But uh, regardless, and then for the electrical circuits, so, so far, like to make this, this mining thing, we have uh, one assembler for, for um, uh, iron gear wheels, and then we're going to need at least two assembling machines, one for making copper wire and one for making electrical circuits. I mean, this is not optimal by any sense in terms of ratios and whatnot, but this is or the starts. I mean, if you're just starting out, just start slow, just make the things. It'll be horrible. There will be spaghetti everywhere. Everything will go everywhere and it's going to be terrible. This is true for, uh, for the majority of players when they first start. And in the end, they're, they're super efficient or they have very good blueprints and whatnot. And after that, you feed the electrical circuits and the iron gear wheels and the iron plates directly into this assembler and that makes the miner. So once you've done that, even if it's going to be slow, you can go off and do other things like uh, put down more miners or do other things and then the game keeps them going. And eventually what you want to have happen is that you're, you're automating all the things that you need, whether it be belts, splitters, splitters, which basically splits 100% um, of the output of that belt into two. So if you're, let's say for simplicity's sake, if you're moving stuff on a belt 
and it's 10 items per second, if you use a splitter and put that on two belts, divides it in two. So basically you have five items per second on each band. Right? Simple enough. And of course you have underground belts, basically allows you to move underneath stuff so you don't cross belts and whatnot. There are so many, uh, so many intricacies in this game, and there's also a great community and a great mod community and a great developer that have a lot of tools available for you to figure out how to play it and how to play it well. Now, if you really want to get into it, you can actually start doing the math. And you start from a position of where you realize, okay, I want to have a full belt of whatever like speed filled with this item and you work yourself backwards. So basically means you need this much of that, this much of that and all that stuff. But for starters, don't even worry about it. Don't even, don't even fret. Just start out making the most annoying thing ever and just try and make sense of the basics. And it might be horrible and you might be killed by biters. Actually, in in, in, <laughs> in reality, I probably recommend not having biters on for, for, for like your first venture into it. Because for most people, biters are essentially another thing that they automate. Like you automate the, the killing of biters in the same sense that you automate making a mining drill. And what I mean by that is at a certain point you have defenses around your, your base, whether they be electrical or physical, as in the use ammunition or artillery or flamethrowers or whatever, or nukes. It doesn't matter at some point in time, you're essentially automating that part as well. And as you're expanding, they sort of just deal with whatever's nearby within their line of fire and pollution spreads. So your base will be crowded by, by, um, biters eventually. Anyways, as they breed in pollution, they'll basically spawn more critters. So even if you're playing on the most insane settings ever, but you manage to keep pollution really down, you're not going to have any assaults. And, uh, I've, I've played around with different settings for, for starting maps and starting size. And you can you can increase your starting area for which is free of biters to a certain extent that you're not going to see any biters until you uh, well automated blue science which is pretty far in there well for me anyways usually because it it usually requires you to actually um, well start dealing with um, oil which is. Um, Equally annoying. I'm not going to go into it too far, but uh, suffice it to say, they made it a little bit easier now. Because now if you have crude oil and you input that into a refinery, you're essentially going to get, for, for the basic recipe, you're essentially going to get a... Uh, you're essentially going to get petroleum gas, which is easier to handle, I feel, than what you had at the start, where you would have heavy oil, light oil, and petroleum gas. So at the start, when all you've been doing so far is basically inputting stuff into a machine and making something, you get one product. As far as I remember, 
yeah, no, oil and uranium processing is one of those things that actually gives you more products, though. I'm trying to think if there's actually anything else. Hmm. 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 Um. No. I don't think so, actually. No. Anyways, okay, so with the oil processing, uh, once you have that in a refinery or whatnot, in, in the past, uh, it basically used to be, or, and it's still the case with advanced oil processing, but the basic oil processing, you input um, uh, crude oil, and that gives you petroleum gas. And I'm just trying to remember. Uh, I think you actually still need. Uh, no, you actually do need water for uh, for for when you're uh, stepping up to advanced oil processing. So for most players, when they get to oil, they get the pump jack, and that inputs directly into the refinery, or you move it by train or by pipes or whatever else, and that produces petroleum gas, which allows you to make. Uh, Plastic bars, or solid fuel, or sulfur, and sulfur allows you to make explosives or chemical science pack or sulfuric acid. Again, it keeps trickling down, but for now, all we really wanted to do was making uh, blue science. So we're essentially going to use any petroleum gas that we get to make sulfur. And further down the line, you need to use um, petroleum gas to be able to make red circuits. But, you know, with time, whatever. The problem I had early on, and the problem you might have when you get to advanced oil processing, is that you're going to get 55 petroleum gas, 25 heavy oil, and 45 light oil from this advanced oil processing thing. Now, this is fine. As long as you use it. But let's say you're you're using all of the petroleum gas, but you're not using any of the heavy oil or light oil. They'll just get stuck in your oil refinery and that production will stop until you deal with it. So either you have a bad idea, which is stockpiling it and just building more and more storage to deal with it. So in the end, you have like millions of heavy oil. I mean, it's not realistically, but uh, you could. <laughs> I've done that in the past. It's a really bad idea. Now, the other option is that you're using the heavy oil to make lubricants because you're going to need that for high-speed belts. You're going to need that for a couple of other things as well, like uh, electrical engines, which, again, you use for making drones and some other stuff. So any heavy oil you get, you might use that for for um, lubricants or electrical engines as time goes by. And then as for the light oil, I mean, you could just make rocket fuel. Or you could use cracking or fracking or whatever it's called. I don't even remember. And you break it down. So you break heavy oil into light oil and light oil into petroleum gas. To ensure that essentially you're making the two other byproducts that you don't really want to use for anything into something you do want to use and then just scale accordingly. 
So if you uh, have a lot of machinery that is uh, simply sat there waiting for more heavy oil to be cracked, then that's fine as long as you can keep up production and keep using the product that you want to use. And finally, later on, you're, you'll be able to use coal liquefaction. So you essentially are able to keep using coal because over time you'll replace coal uh, in terms of power production with either solar or nuclear. So you're not going to be burning that much coal. So suddenly you have a resource which is available to do some good. And then again, that's an entirely different ratio again. So essentially using 10 coal and 25 heavy oil and some steam to make 90 heavy oil and 20 light oil and 10 petroleum gas and so on and so on. I hope that is slightly helpful. But uh, just to summarize, I mean, if you if you like the, the basic idea of Factorio where you automate things and, and whatnot, and you can have a little bit of action on the side every now and then with the biters, or if you don't want to have that, then that's that's cool too. Then Factorio might be a game for you. As uh, the developers puts it, Factorio is a game about building and creating automated factories to produce items of increasing complexity within an infinite 2D world. Use your imagination to design your factory, combine simple elements into ingenious structures, and finally protect it for the creatures who don't really like you. That is almost like life. Yeah. Faux show. But I think that's, uh, that's about all I have. Factorio probably will never go on sale. It hasn't so far. And I'd say it's a steal for the, the money, especially if you like the general concept of it. Essentially just automating things time and time again, expanding, making the belts flow with materials and uh, murdering all the biters. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's one, it's one of my favorite games of, of all time. And when we're speaking of games of uh, uh, all time that I do enjoy, I, I, I think we'll actually have to do an episode on um, Seven Days at some point. There is a couple of other games that I have been thinking about uh, talking about as well. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys around. Have a good one.